Hello everybody, how are you? Another glorious day. Glorious day. Absolutely super lovely, lovely, gorgeous. Um, Oscar didn't feel very well last night. So while the boys went out to camp, I, what, I refused, I refused. So the boys were going to camp together. But Oscar decided he wasn't feeling very well. He wasn't entirely sure what that was from. It could possibly have been from the 12 slices of pizza that he had, he decided. I decided. I suggested. So, um, so they started off outside in the tent and then ended up in my bed while Herbie was doing some work downstairs in my bed and so the both of them ended up sort of snuggling in with me for a bit and then I said look guys it's just not going to happen tonight is it just not tonight so we decided that we'd have a bit of a nix on the camping for last night and so both of them came in and um sort of rubbed Oscar's belly for a bit and I mean Rubes is Rubes is amazing he can just go to sleep honestly he's obviously got it's, it's like I remember my gran saying super gran that's what we called her um because obviously she was a great grandmother so then she became super gran so we used to call her uh, so we she used to say that you know that people like that could just obviously didn't have any guilt and Rubes obviously doesn't have any guilt because he just goes to sleep like that he just turns over lies down turns over goes to sleep straight away I've obviously done loads of stuff wrong because I have it somewhere um anyway so she so he came in went off to sleep and I sort of you know did the mummy stuff and said oh 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 there there um and um and um yeah you know he went off to sleep and stuff and and it was my first night back in my bed which was lovely to begin with but i've been on a hard floor on the ground haven't i for two nights and my body went into shock and um and so when i rolled over and stuff um all the bruising has come out. My body's just not used to it. And it was, I'm in so much pain on the, on my two hips. All of the, like on, on my two hips are so bruised from sleeping on the floor where I've rolled over and stuff. And I, and I think it's to do with my fibromyalgia and stuff. Uh, as well um yeah that I'm just not very good at sleeping on the floor and Herb bless him bless him said it's my age um he said camping's a young person's game um unfortunately I feel too awful so I can't hit him um so I've woken up this morning. I didn't sleep very well last night because of I'm just so sore. 
I feel like somebody has taken a bat, a cricket bat, to the to my two hips. Just feels so bruised. So I've just shuffled around today like a like a 94-year-old woman. I feel like Captain Tom could outrace me. That's what I feel like. I mean, he probably could do anyway, but I feel like he could. So, yeah. Not a lot has happened today. I've sat in the garden, done some crocheting. That's pretty much it. I've got so much to do. But, you know, if this was a school day, I would have phoned in sick. It's that kind of a day. So, yeah, I feel grim. I'm not going to lie, I feel grim. So, um, it's nice to be talking to you. But I'm not getting any sympathy, with the exception of Reuben, who's just, you know, he gives me sympathy. And he strokes my hair. And he says, you know, are you cold, mummy? But then, then... He's not stupid, though, because then he says, can I have a pink wafer? So he, he's just sympathetic for food. <laughs> he's a very astute six-year-old. Right, so where are we, my honeys? We are Sonnet 62. So let's get there. Where are we? Sonnet 62. Now this one is a little bit peculiar. I have a feeling that something has happened and perhaps Shakespeare has been accused of self-love and proudness and being too overly too proud. Um, Perhaps in response to the previous sonnets where he was promising the fair youth that he could make him immortal for all you know and famous throughout his sonnets for all time do you remember that sorry I was just having a bit of juice he told the fair youth stick with me baby you may be gorgeous but I can make you famous forever you know um, essentially so so perhaps I think that maybe the fair youth has like sort of told him yeah alright I think you're being a bit a, a bit cocky here because it seems to me like somebody's told him that well the fair youth has told him that he's been a bit proud and a bit full of self-love so see what you think you you tell me what you think let's have a look what he says this is sonnet 62 it's gonna clean go through the rigmarole of uh cleaning my glasses right here we go sin of self-love possesses possesses can't say it Possess this. Let's start again. Sin of self-love. Possess this. 
all mine eye, and all my soul, and all mine every part. And for this sin, there is no remedy. It is so grounded inward in my heart. Methinks no face so gracious is as mine. No shape so true, no true truth of such account. And for myself, mine own worth do define, as I all other in worths surmount. But when my glass shows me myself indeed beated and chopped with tanned antiquity, mine own self-love, quite contrary I read, self so self-loving were iniquity. Tis thee, myself, that I, for myself, I praise, painting, painting my age with beauty of thy days. Okay, so let's go through this again. Me trying to say possess possess oh, It's honestly ridiculous. What a horrible word. Po possess Sin of self-love. Po possess To possess. Possess All mine eye and all my soul and all my every part. The sin of self-love controls everything I see and my entire soul and every part of me. And for this sin, there is no remedy. It is so ground inward in my heart. Methinks no face, no gracious is as mine, no shape as true, no truth of such account. Um, there is no way to get rid of this sin it is so deeply rooted in my heart i think that no faces face is as gracious as mine no body so evenly proportioned no one's integrity um so so of such high worth so no one's um so no one's um, standards of such high worth and for myself mine own worth do define as I all others in worth surmount I calculate my value such that I surpass everybody else in everything but when my glass shows me myself indeed beated and chopped with tanned iniquity, mine own self-love, quite contrary, I read. But when my mirror shows me how I really look, beaten and cracked by age and the sun, I come to an opposite conclusion. Um... self so self-loving were iniquity for me myself to love myself so much would be a sinful error because obviously i look at myself and i actually see the reality of it tis thee myself 
that for myself I praise, painting my age with beauty of thy days. It's you I'm praising when I praise myself, ornamenting my old age with the beauty of your youth. So it's you that I'm praising when I praise myself, ornamenting my old age. So ornamenting my old age with the beauty of your youth. So to ornament means to to endow. It means to compliment, doesn't it? So here, let's explore this. Shakespeare is thinking of himself. It, It starts off really super proud, doesn't it? He's saying... Yep, I'm very, very proud. And it's no, but there is no way to get rid of this. There's no way to get rid of this sin. It's so grounded inward in my heart. He thinks of himself. He says he thinks of himself as a young man and he condemns. He's talking about it. Yep, this is me. Um, He condemns his own narcissistic vanity so narcissism um, is self-love sin of self-love narcissism um, is self-love Narcissus was um, a a young beautiful um, man uh, in Greece who um, was beloved of a a, um, wood nymph called Echo and uh, um, Echo unfortunately was um, she was cursed by Hera for something or other something I can't remember but something she annoyed Hera for something or other and she had been um, so she was only allowed to 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 speak when spoken to so she was only allowed to echo what had been said to her um so she couldn't speak first and she could only speak in echo and um and one day she comes she you know she she sees narcissus and falls in love with him and decides that she could never leave him Um, and Narcissus is wandering around and he's trying to find somebody who is equal to him to fall in love with, to to marry. And then he walks past a stream, like a pond, and then he happens to see somebody he can finally fall in love with. And it's amazing and it's wonderful. And he says, right, that's it. I'm not moving, That's, that's fantastic. I found the person that I will, you know, forever be with. And of course, he's looking in uh, at a reflection of himself. And um and uh you know, um so he, as um Narcissus um is there stays there he sort of pines away um and because he's 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 you know getting weaker and weaker because he's there looking at himself um echo is there 
she is there not saying anything and not speaking unless uh, being unless he talks you know and he's he's saying is anybody there and all she can say is there 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 um and and eventually she just pines away so that she is just a voice and he withers away until he is just a flower and that's essentially uh, and and you get you ha- you have the narcissus flower which you have today um and that is essentially the story of self-love because he was so self involved himself and loved himself so much that he could not remove himself from the pond and there he died um that's i mean that's the story of narcissus and echo um right so uh, shakespeare condemns his own narcissistic narcissistic vanity um you know it's a sin um, but he does, you know, he rather enjoys it, you know, and and he's, he, you know, he thinks no face so gracious as mine, no shape so true, no truth of such account. Um, you know, he's really going into it. Um, and although he can sort of really sort of intellectualise about how u- uh, useless this self-adoration is, you know, he does say it is completely grounded inward in my heart. Um, but then, right at the end, he says, seeing a mirror, he realises his true self. His beated and chopped with tanned antiquity. So his, you know, beaten up face what he means is um, probably wrinkles here and there and cracked by age that's definitely you know um, wrinkles and and um, you know um, well just you know aged face um, and he you know he, he realizes that he is he is not as as young and as youthful as he thinks as not as glorious as he thinks um but then he says that actually it's not him that he's himself that he's loving that it's the fair youth that he's loving um and this is so you know he's trying to turn this this fact that obviously he's been being accused of self-love um and he's he's saying that he's he's loving the fair youth because now if do you remember that um you know they have he's often said that um because they are intertwined because the um, him and the fair youth are one, two into one. So he has now, obviously, intertwined with the fair youth, and now he's assumed the fair youth's 
identity. And so because of that, he is now, you know, that's what he's actually doing. He's he's um, loving the fair youth's side of him. And so he's um, actually adoring the beauty of your youth, that side. Um, and and so love is erasing the the kind of boundaries between the individuals and they're kind of morphing into each other into some sort of crazy Shakespeare fair youth um, mutant I suppose and um, and and so he's saying you know it's not my fault that you think I'm self-proud it's actually your fault because you're gorgeous and um, and because we're so much in love, um, I was just, you know, I, and, and we have become one, of course I'm going to be proud because, um, I look in the mirror and I see you because we are one, therefore I have to be proud, um, because when I look in the mirror, I see you, um, it's, it's insane, yes, but then Shakespeare, as we know, is absolutely crazy when it comes to this man. Absolutely crazy when it comes to the, the fair youth. Um, again, it has, you know, this is, does talk about the fact where, the fact that where, as far as the fair youth is concerned, it is, you know, he is talking about being in possession of the fair youth you know of the fact that they are one and they and he that they are together you know it's you that i'm praising when i praise my, praise myself that they are that is the assumption that he's making he is making the assumption that they are together that they have morphed into one another so he is assuming that that they are interconnected. Um, so their interconnectedness is assumed, um, and so their their you know hearts beating as one. Um, their their souls intertwining, all of that is assumed. It's interesting, isn't it? When when he's talking about his value being, it's interesting that he thinks about his value that, um, and for myself, mine own worth do define as I all in all worth do cement. Why is he worrying about what his value is? But I suppose maybe he he is he is thinking about the fair youth's value and his value and recognizing that maybe it's different. Maybe they're in different social spheres. I'm not sure. Sometimes it's what people 
don't say that's important, isn't it? Because that that kind of leads you into what they, you know, what they are worrying about. So from, you know, self so loving, self so self so self loving were an iniquity. So it's for myself to love myself so much would be a sinful error. So he's saying, yes, absolutely. If I were loving myself, that would be awful. However, I'm not doing that. Yes, I know that, but I'm not doing that. I'm loving you. Do you think the fair youth buys this? It is the myself that for myself I praise. Painting my age with beauty of thy days. You know, that's that sort of painting my age, you know, sort of recognizing that he is older. So there is that recognition that there is a discrepancy in that in their age range so obviously he's conflicted about that it's interesting isn't it so there is a difference between their social groups and there's also he feels that there's a difference because he often talks about this so there's also a difference between that his age and their beauty and also his beauty you know the fact that he feels quite you know um be you know beaten up and choppy with tanned iniquity and and the fair youth is quite beautiful he goes on about that quite a lot so he obviously feels quite a lot about it Shakespeare feels frumpy in comparison to the fair youth he feels old he feels frumpy and you know he feels old, he feels frumpy, and he feels like the fair youth is in a different social set. You know, maybe the fair youth is in, like, the cool gang. And, and you know, so Shakespeare just isn't in that kind of gang, that cool gang. And so... You know, and so the fairy is going, yeah, yeah. And, and Shakespeare's just going, yeah, my name's Nigel. Um, I'm really old. <laughs> Look at my jumper with my leather pads on my arms. <laughs> yeah, and my crow's feet around my eyes. And the fairy is going, yeah. I'm just getting skateboarding down down the um Fexton bit with the other lads. See how they do. Dude. Do you know what I mean? It's that kind of thing, that kind of huge separation. Yeah. 
I don't know. But he, Shakespeare obviously feels the difference. I guess it's like a, I guess it's like a, a 50 year old and a 25 year old going out. I suppose it's like that going, you know, I guess it's like that. Shakespeare is really feeling the, the difference between it. Anyway, you know, I just feel it's sad because because the fair youth has said something to him, and he just feels like he instantly has to to reply him and and make it and instantly make it about the fair youth. Um, to 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 justify everything. So it's sad, 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 sad. It's not good for him. Where is it going to lead? I mean, obviously, to pain and heartache, which will then you know lead to lots of fantastic plays. But then, where will it lead? Who knows? Right. So. Um, I'm moving on. Now, from this, I thought, what shall I, what shall I go to next? And so I looked at Narcissus, Echo and uh, Narcissus, and I found a really interesting uh, poem that I'm going to put onto the, uh, um, I, I shall put up um, for you to have a look at because it's a really interesting format um, to muck around with and, and have a look at. And it is, um, it's a one-sided dialogue um, between Narcissus um, uh, and his persistent but self-mute lover. It's not really his lover, but um, the the, um, uh, the the slanty words. The uh, you can't see them, but the words that I'm going to slightly have a pause about at the end of each line um, represent the soft echoingness of Echo's distant voice as she helplessly repeats her lover's words. Okay, um, and they can be read by itself. I'll do it by itself at the end, um, as the lament of a voiceless woman falling on death, deaf ears. Mm. Okay, so um, hang on, let me just get to the right place. Now it is by um, a guy called Fred Chapel, written in uh, 1985 or maybe published 1985 who is an author and a poet um, English professor um, uh, American um, English professor for 40 years at the University of North Carolina a poet laureate of North Carolina for at um, during from even 1997 to 
2002. He was born 20th of May, uh, 1936. So that means he's 84 years old. Uh, he writes a lot of science fiction. I love science fiction. I do love science fiction. And when I was growing up, I remember, I can't remember maybe I was about 12, 10, 11, 12, going through all of my parents' books. And they had like a whole um, book shelf, I was just struggling for the word, along um, their sitting room and um it was all it was all science fiction and so i read it you know so read all of the staple science fiction books and i just i was lost lost in the world of science fiction it was just fantastic um yes but his book dagon i think it's called was named the best foreign book of the year by academie francaise and is a recasting of the cthulhu uh mythos horror story gotta gotta love your cthulhu um horror story as a psychologically realistic thousand can't speak today southern gothic um southern gothic southern gothic do you know i have a lisp do you have i told you i've got lisp so i have this lisp which seems to be happening today um, and when I was little, I'll just tell you this quick. When I was little, I used to walk to school saying sausages and asphyxiate. This was when I was walking to school, to primary school. Um, every day, every day, um, um, just to get myself to not have a lisp. But when I'm angry, when I'm really angry or upset, my lisp comes back. So. There you go. That's that's something you don't know about me. Um, yeah. So yeah. Southern, southern, southern. There you go. Right. Okay. So this is a poem by him called. Oh, it's my kids laughing. Right. Narcissus and Echo. Right. So remember, I'm going to leave a little gap, and that's going to be um, Echo's response. Shall the water not remember? Ember. My hand's slow gesture, tracing above, of. Its mirror, my half imaginary. Airy. Portrait, my only belonging. Longing. Is my beauty which I take ache away and then return as love? Oh, teasing playfully the one being, unbeing, whose gratitude I treasure is your moves me I live apart apart from myself yet cannot not live apart in the water's dome stone 
that brilliant silence a flower whispers my name with such delight. Moment it seems filament of air fair. The world becomes clouds well, well. There you go. So the, the, the echoes, words that you can use just as a lament of a voiceless woman falling on deaf ears is ember of airy longing, ache of unbeing. Is your heart not stone? Our light. Farewell. And then if I just cut that bit out and then just have the the poem itself, it's Shall the water not remember My hand's slow gesture Tracing above Its mirror My half-imaginary portrait My only belonging Is my beauty Which I take away and then return As love teasing playfully the one being whose gratitude I treasure moves me. I live apart from myself, yet cannot live apart. In the water's stone, that's brilliant silence. A flower whispers my name with such slight movement. It seems filaments of air, the world becomes clouds well. cool isn't it so as two you know they're like there are two separate poems there going on um and both of them are, are, are really pretty really really pretty so i think you know once i put them up uh, once i put it up you can see um put it up and you can have a look at it and you can see what I mean and I you know have a look at it have a play perhaps you can do your own um but I think it's a really clever literary device right guys so um I hope you're well um let's give you another hot day tomorrow so drink lots of water um if you're out and about so stay in apart from when you're out um and stay well please take care of yourselves guys please um make sure that you're following regulations um and not doing anything silly and um please stay gorgeous i mean as if you you know as if you need my advice on that of course you're gonna stay gorgeous so i'll speak to you tomorrow take care Bye.